0: excited to talk to you guys today about creating an organized and productive home office space. Whether you are working from home or just needing a space to be productive or you're considering starting a business, uh, this episode I really feel like applies to everyone. And I'm going to be giving you guys um, tactical ways to create a good home office space from a visual standpoint I'm then going to be diving in and telling you different organizational tools that you can get. I'm then going to be going through some different apps that can be used to organize and make yourself be more efficient in your home office. I'm then going to be going over creating systems and workflows for being efficient I'm gonna talk through templates in your home office and how they can save you time. And then I'm just gonna go through some effective habits that can keep you efficient. Are you guys ready to get started? So I have been an entrepreneur for over a decade working from home um, and uh, in various times and in various forms. I have not had an office. I've not had a space. I've literally um, worked with laptops on kitchen counters or on floors with kids crawling. So I have been in almost every area of knowing what works, what doesn't work. And also sometimes you just got to make what you got work. But I also think if you can take a second to create a space, this will be a game changer. So first, starting with visuals, Um, I love design myself and it doesn't have to be this beautiful office that, um, you know, is Pinterest worthy. Like it's all about working with what you have. So if you have a place that you can designate as a home office, an actual room, that's amazing. But if it's just a corner nook that in your bedroom that you can put a desk or create a space, um, that works as well. If it's just right now in your dining room and you are designating, this is going to be my workspace. Cause I'm working from home right now and making this work. That's okay. It's all about just creating a space so that you know, that when you sit in that space, it is going to be work mode. Um, and I think that there's some things that you can do that will allow you to be creative and allow you to, you know, uh, Not really check out, but allow you to have good, positive energy while you're working. So the first tip on that is if you can pick a space with good light, natural light, I think that will make all the difference. You can also pull different things um, that inspire you. It could be kids' drawings or photos. I'm also a lover of plants, so I think that plants are really great for mood and energy. They clean the air, but they also just soften, and they bring a sense of the outdoors, indoors, which I think is um, when you're in that work productive mode, it's also just a really positive thing to have. Um, so audit the visual space in your office. Do you have corkboard stuff with old notes? Do you have messes that you need to clear? Do you have a bunch of papers that you need to go through and purge? So if you're answering yes to any of that, my my first thing for visual is to minimize and digitize anything that you can. Less is actually more. Categorize different books. Get yourself a label maker. Um, purge shred papers that you don't need. And what we're gonna do is visually, we're gonna create spaces to put away. So different drawers can be designated to different areas or different dividers for different things. And um, I'm going to talk about different organizational tools next, but I really want to just talk about the importance of creating a space that you feel inspired in. And I think that also that clutter, when I say clutter, like mind clutter, desk clutter, desktops on your computer clutter, desktop in your like drawer clutter, all of that clutter, I feel like really takes away from your productivity and eliminating Um, allowing you not to be as creative as you could be because you're constantly thinking I need to do this or I need to do that or I'm not as efficient. The more organized that you are and the less that you have, the more it's not going to weigh you down. So visually, what can you do um, grabbing a paintbrush and organizing and purging in your home office to create a space that works for you? The second thing we're going to dive into is organizational tools. Um, get We've already talked about it, but get rid of stuff that doesn't work, but but not just papers. We're talking about pens. Like, do you have 50 pens? Do you need 50 pens? How many pencils do you have? Are they broke pencils? Like, minimize and make sure that everything has a place. Shelves, um, you know, if you need to get baskets, do that. Do you have a Rolodex on your desktop? Like, my dad still has a Rolodex on his desk. I'm like, That works for him though, but can you minimize that and figure out a way to put that into your contact address book or put it into Evernote by scanning documents in? Um, Do you also need a planner or something to, to organize? And I'm gonna dive in next. The thing is gonna be organizational apps, but I'm a big believer in investing in different things from an organizational perspective that'll help you be more productive. What we're about, about creating an office that is organized And productive is time efficiency. Time is our most valuable asset. So the more that we can be efficient and organized and creative, the more productive that output of sitting in that desk is going to be so that you get more done and you get to get on with the rest of the stuff in your life um, that you want to get to. So let's jump into organizational apps. So this is just some of the apps that I use. This is not sponsored. Um, It is just different apps that I feel like um, there's comparables to them as well that have changed the way my home office is organized. And it is essential to have these types of apps or systems in place. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Dropbox. So Dropbox is what I use for all of my file organization. And I'm going to talk about creating systems and workflows for that in a second. But Dropbox is what I use to store my files. And that's also a cloud backup of that storage. The second thing is Evernote. So I use Evernote for different things um, such as quick notes or quick links um, and different things that um, I need to search. It has a searching ability. And um, so I use Evernote for that. The third thing is TurboScan. TurboScan is um, a app that I use on my phone that allows me to scan. I also have a scanner, um, and I think that you should make sure you have a designated space for a printer and a scanner. It's actually in my closet. I had the electrician put an outlet in my closet, so that clutter is gone. It's got a designated, we have a designated printing area. Um, But having a way to scan documents, to digitize, um, is essential. And actually within Dropbox, um, and I'll talk about it here in a minute, within Dropbox is also a scanner. So if you're needing to put away receipts or something directly into Dropbox, you don't have to scan it with TurboScan and then get it in there. You can actually just scan or take a picture right from that application. Again, applications, anything, any type of tool, a planner, an application is all about being efficiency. What I'm paying for X is it yielding me a positive ROI? And that's what I'm all about. The fourth thing is making sure you have your computer backed up. Um, and I've talked to so many friends that their phones are not backed up or their computers are not backed up. And I'm like, all of this important photos and data, Like, what happens if X happens? And I have had a hard drive fail before, you guys. Luckily, I had something in place. But something like crash plan or Time Machine Make sure that you have an app that is backing up your systems for your online organization and your photos is essential. Um, another thing is passwords. Like uh, don't use the same password for everything. I use an app called OnePassword. and basically using that application, um, I have all of my passwords in there and they're all different. And so if I need to look at something or change something, I can easily pull it from that. And they're all different, which is really secure. So the fourth thing we're going to talk about is creating systems and workflows that allow you to be efficient. So I talked about apps first because a lot of this goes into that. So we're going to first talk about physical folders. So create a desk system. So a desk filing system that I use and that works for me is on my desk for sorting mail and sorting inbounding stuff that needs to be done is to pay, to sort, to do. Um, and that's really self-explanatory. Things I need to pay, things I need to store. So sort, I need to um, actually file it away, right? It's done, or it needs to be um, archived and put away. And then to do things that I actually physically need to do. Um, so uh, the second thing is a filing away system with a digital folder. So I use Dropbox, like I talked about in the previous one. So for my home, I'll talk to you, I'll talk to you guys about this. So my home. I actually create a folder and then inside of that home personal folder, I have these different folders. I always have first a resources folder and I have it asterisks. Inside that resources folder is quick things that I need to access, my license um, and different things that I need to pull on a on a quick basis, right? Then I also have car, craft and invites, documents, entertainment, financials, health. So, inside of health, I actually have it broken down into medical and dental, and then I have it broken down to individual folders by that person. And then I have the next folder would be home. So, inside of that document, I would have closing documents, I would have photos, um, I would have projects, um, and then I would have warranty information. So, anything that's related to that particular home, it's quickly able to access. So again, it's all about creating a system so that when you need things or when you need to pull things or when something happens or goes wrong, you can quickly be able to access those things. Another folder that I have is insurance. Um, another one is taxes. Another one is travel. Um, right now, relevant is virtual classroom and I have it broken up into my different um, my different kids. I have it broken up into my kids um, so that everything has a place and it's archived and I know exactly where it's at. It's all about creating a system for that, whether that works for you or not. And if you're, if you're doing business at home, it's creating a folder for that business. And maybe that's broken down into different areas. Like I'm an entrepreneur. So I have, we have folders for each of our businesses and each of those businesses has a resource folder. And then it's broken down into marketing and all the different areas that we have within our business so that we can easily look at them and store them. Um, With that being said, a big thing that a lot of people are behind on with their home office, and I feel like a lot of people feel like they can't catch up on. I actually think I read a study. I didn't think I read a study. I read a study that they said that every picture that's taken of every 10 pictures, like one in 10 will still be here because people are not backing up and properly um, putting photos in an end product. So I think it's really important. I'm just going to talk quickly on photo organization. How do you sort through and organize your photos, your camera photos, your photos on your phone? Um, are you picking times and systems and applications? I use Lightroom. That's what works for me. Some people use iPhoto. There's so many different ones, but are you creating a system for culling, sorting, organizing, and storing? So with my photos, once I've culled them and sort them and organize them, I then export those files. And I, I have a very specific file naming system, which is the year, the month the day of that month, what it is, and then the sequence of that image. So if I need to search for something that happened two years ago, I can actually go to that folder, because I have it all back up in archive in a specific place, go to that year, be able to go to know that it's, I can either search by the date or by the name and be able to find it. So it's just a very specific way that keeps everything organized so you don't get overwhelmed. And I think what happens is we get overwhelmed and we forget to audit these things. Um, the next thing I'm going to touch on is emails. So emails um, are something that I used to allow to like rule my life. I would wake up and, you know, when I would first step into quote unquote work, I would dive into my emails. And then I realized that my emails would give me a million other things that I need to do in my actually to-do list like just got hijacked and I felt overwhelmed. Um, and so I'm a big believer in not doing emails first. So have a morning routine that's, that's really designed around self-care and setting yourself up to be most productive. Um, and I'll probably talk about that in a different podcast. Um, but then emails only check them at certain times. I mean, if you're in, if your job is customer service and your job is emails, that's different, but, I feel like it's really more productive picking two or three times a day where you check your email so you don't get lost in it and don't do it first. Again, start with, prioritizing a to-do list first in order to go through that stuff and be really productive and get some stuff done and then get your emails, which is probably going to add more items to your to-do list. Making sure that you have a system for archiving emails and getting them done and getting them unread because emails in themselves are kind of a to-do list. And um, making sure you have a system for how you answer emails and get them done is imperative to not be overwhelmed and have all these emails that are unread and not replied to. And if you need to take a second and unsubscribe to some things that are not relevant to your life or your business, do that as well. It's wasting your time and wasting your energy and you don't need it. So next we're going to talk about templates and your home office. So, um, you can have templates for, um, accounts, Um, passwords, billing information. So for instance, um, I use Evernote for most of my templates and um, from a, let's talk about it from a home perspective. I have a template for my home and all of the different billing info for utilities. So I have the account information, the contact information. So if I ever need to quickly search or, or make a phone call, I have the ability to look at that quickly. Um, Another thing that I do as well from a business perspective is I use that for contacts or suppliers. Um, So Evernote, you could also use Google Drive. Google Drive is a great alternative. And again, these apps that I'm talking about, it's just what I use. Um, There are other apps that are comparable that you might um, work great for your life. But creating notes um, in Evernote or in Google Drive and creating templates for things that Um, you have to do on a regular basis is so imperative or search for. Um, Anything that you have quick links or you know that you need to reference later, um, a home maintenance schedule, um, anything that will be time-saving I always say if you're doing something more than twice, create a template for it so that you don't have to rewrite and do those things. And business I talk about, instead of answering that same email over and over, if you're getting that same email, the second time you get it, you create a template for it to make it more efficient for you and also so you don't leave out valuable information and details and it's very thorough. So let's jump in now to effective habits because I think that led a really great way into talking about some affa- um, some habits that can keep you efficient. So overall, time blocking out your day and creating a daily workflow. What does it look like? So I think that it's um, creating a schedule that works for your life. And you might have to audit this whether you're working from home or it's just you're working from home on certain days or the kids are in school or out of school, if you've got children, you might have to audit this on a regular basis. But overall, time blocking out that that day and creating a daily workflow that makes you more efficient most efficient. The second part of that, that one statement is communicating that to the people in your life so that they know when you can meet, what you know, instead of them asking and interrupting, interruptions are one of the worst things you can have when you're working from home interruptions or distractions threaten your output. And there is a study by the University of California, Irvine, that says it takes an average of 23 minutes and 15 seconds to get back to the task at hand. 23 minutes and 15 seconds. That is costing you a lot of productivity with distractions. So making sure that you're creating a schedule and a workflow and time blocking out from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock, I'm going to be in meetings. You know, I'm going to have lunch from 12 to 1. So creating that routine and that workflow is essential. I am big on to-do lists, which is my next point. I'm creating a rolling to-do list. i obviously use and love start planner and that's how I am a pen and a paper girl. I need to see it on my desk. I need to see it physically written out and I need to cross it off. That is just what has me most productive. But I am not here to say that or to um you know if if you work best with an online application that allows you to be most productive, then that is great. It's all about creating a rolling to-do list and I think that you should start that rolling to-do list at the end of your workday. So, um, instead of coming in and figuring out the to-do list all in the morning, which I think you should visit that first in the morning, you're actually building that list out before you leave. So you don't think about it the rest of the evening and you know where you're going to start hitting the ground running and being the most productive the next day. So daily try to clean up your desk and leave it organized. So just set aside five to 10 minutes at the end of the day to clear off your desk and prepare it for the next day. Like I just said, write out the list for the next day. Weekly or biweekly, have set times to do different things. Have set times to do meetings. Have set times to pay bills. If you're homeschooling, have set times to homeschool. Have set times to do all the things that you need to do. And again, communicate that and time block it out monthly audit and get rid of anything that is unneeded. I think auditing our photos and our emails and our life and the clutter that can happen just by life happening, right? Making sure that you have systems and things in place that you're auditing to stay organized because the the way to be the most efficient is to be organized and to make sure that you're not spending time looking for something or being bogged down by feeling like you need to do this or do that by not taking a second to just audit and keep those systems that you pl- have put in place like a well old machine. Yearly make sure that you archive things that you don't need. You pull out different things from like a, a, a actual paper file perspective and you put them in a storage place that's appropriate. If you have a business, you have to store them for a certain amount of time. Taxes, you got to store for a certain amount of time. That kind of thing. So that is some tips that will allow you to be the most productive you can be at home. It's all about creating a space to be productive. And that is super inspiring that allows you to have the best possible output of your time and your efforts while you sit at your desk or the space that you created that works for you in your life. Um, Happy organizing and creating a space that works for you.